is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. We're going old school today in that I am once again behind the wheel and flying solo without Eric. It's been fantastic having Eric on the Toddcast, and that will continue. But today I felt like speaking a little bit for myself, and um, the weather is not great, and stomping around on my back patio, essentially talking to myself, just seemed a little more weird than I was I would prefer. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to hop in the car and, and do a little driving and go old school. So that's that's what we've got today, and hopefully you enjoy it. Um, I say that with some hesitancy based on you know my my planned topic for the day. I'm gonna try and keep keep somewhat calm here, but I, uh, there's a very real chance that this this particular episode is is going to get into uh, ranty territory, let's say. And I'll just go ahead and launch into it today. I'd like to talk a little bit about race and racism and some of the stuff that we've seen. We've seen a lot lately, but the reason we've seen a lot of it lately is because it's been something that's been going on for forever, really, the entire lifespan of our nation and far beyond that. And it's real easy to just not say anything or do anything. And again, that's kind of gotten us to where we are now. And that's, that's a big fucking problem. And I, I just don't know that I can sit quietly anymore. It, 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 that doesn't work for me. Um, and it doesn't work for anyone. In life, it seems like there's just so many opportunities for everybody to just to do the easy thing, to, to you know go on with your life. And if it doesn't really bother you or impact you, you just let it go and you know, think it's somebody else's problem. But that's a really shitty way to go through life. And I'm, I'm not keen on that. I, I, I fully understand that I exist in a place of privilege. You know, I'm, a, I'm a white dude. I'm, you know, in my mid-40s li- living in Ohio. Got a pretty decent job. I got a family that loves me. God knows there's plenty of times I can bitch and complain about things. But when it's all said and done, they're, they're all incredibly minor compared to the, the very real day-to-day struggle for survival that a lot of my fellow humans face and as easy it is as, as easy as it is for me to just think oh, I'm doing all right it's cool you guys will figure it out that that's that's bullshit I don't know if my little podcast here is going to do anybody any good but I gotta I gotta try I can't not people say if you have a platform you know you should use it for good I, I don't know how much of a platform this is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've got maybe a dozen or so regular listeners whom I would think at this stage, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you you probably have a rough idea as to who I am and what, I, what I'm about. And, you know, none of this is likely to be news for you and sort of a preaching to the choir type situation. 
But I don't know that that's 100% true. And if there's, you know, even one person that I can help to understand that the current situation, the current status quo is, is not acceptable, then I, I need to do that, I think. Enough, I guess, with the preambles, and we'll start talking here. It's kind of hard for me to get started, because uh, there are so many things that are going through my mind, so many different bullet points. And, you know, a smarter man than me probably would have written something down, or at least bullet pointed a list to have something to go with, but that's, <laughs> that's not me. Let's start with Black Lives Matter. I think it's important to be said that Black Lives Matter. And again, I don't know my specific demographic, but I'm a white dude. I, I probably am safe to assume to a certain level that I'm talking to other white folk, probably dudes in most cases. And I'm, I'm struggling with trying to decide whether or not this is mansplaining or not. And you know, if it is mansplaining, then I, I, I guilty as charged. And if this is news you're already aware of or, or information you're aware of, great, great. Uh, we're in agreement. If you don't know, um, I'd, I'd like to tell you. And again, this is my perspective, which is obviously, you know, flawed in that I can't speak for anyone of another background or, or, or culture or race. I can only speak for myself and how that intersects with me. But again, to say that Black Lives Matter is a is a is a concept or a movement or, or something that is for black people and should only be concerned by black people followed up by black people. Like it's, it's, it's for them, but it shouldn't be necessarily be forced upon them to hold the full weight of trying to make these things change. And that's why I'm speaking up. I guess one of the things that really frustrates me is when people hear Black Lives Matter and they immediately turn around and say, all lives matter. And there's a degree by which I get where you're coming from. And, and I'll, I'll even go so far as to say that, you know, when Black Lives Matter started as a saying, as a movement, when it first kind of came on to the, the overall, into the public eye, uh, you know, you say Black Lives Matter, and me as a privileged white guy was like, well, yeah, they they do, but don't all lives matter? And the all lives matter thing is problematic. And thankfully, I've had folks around me in the media that I consume, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that have helped me to kind of open my eyes to how flawed that gut reaction is. That you know, if somebody says Black Lives Matter, and you say, "Oh, all, all, don't all lives matter?" That isn't what they're saying. Um, and on the off chance that you are an all lives matter person and either don't get it or refuse to get it, let me explain. Just because someone says black lives matter does not mean that only black lives matter. That is, that is not what anyone is saying. That, that, that's not what anyone anywhere along the line was saying. And if that's your interpretation, I mean, that's problematic on a few levels. The main piece of which is that, you know, the the cornerstone, the, 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 you know, the big thing that's being said is completely going over your head and you're missing it. No, it's, it's Black Lives Matter, not in that they matter more, 
it's to emphasize that they don't matter less. My understanding is that Black Lives Matter, you know, originated from, you know, the kind of police brutality and killing that's happening disproportionately to black people as opposed to white folk. People getting, you know, pulled over for a traffic stop. And if if I, as a white person, make a sudden move for my glove box to grab my insurance card, the white cop there is, it, it might be a little twitchy, but I'm not going to get my head blown off. Whereas a black person who's been told, I need to see your insurance information, and they say to the policeman, okay, I need to get into my glove box to do that, and are doing it slowly and deliberately, still runs the chance of, you know, taking a bullet to the face. And that's a problem. And it's, it's, it's not that my, my life as a white driver is more important. It's, you know, clearly there are folks who don't, who just don't find that black lives are as important and don't treat them with, you know, the, the care that they deserve, you know, as a fellow human. I've seen, uh, you know, a few different ways of other people, you know, sort of expressing kind of what Black Lives Matter means, particularly in the context of the people who come back with all lives matter. And, you know, I am just going to rip them off because, you know, clever as I might think I might be, I'm, this is not my moment to, to be clever. Just because they say Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that everybody else's life doesn't matter. If your house is on fire and you need the fire out, and you say, I don't want to lose my house, can you please put my house out, firemen? That doesn't mean that the houses next to you aren't also made of flammable materials, but your house is the one that's currently on fire, so you're asking for them to put that fire out. I mean, here's the thing. Let's say you have children. Let's say you've got four children, right? And one of your middle children, it's their birthday. You look at that child, and you say... Hey, I love you. Happy birthday. I'm glad that you were born. The idea is it is that child's birthday, and you're happy that they're born. Do you expect your other three children to say, well, what about us? Are you not happy that we're born? Of course you still love those children. Of course you're happy that they were born. But it's not about them right now. It's little Joey's birthday. Let's give him the attention he needs for his birthday. Your time will come around, and, and so forth. To me, that's the same thing with, with the whole Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter piece. Is No one's saying that your life doesn't matter, white person. But the situation is that it's you are not the one that's currently being beaten and killed and, and profiled and under massive amounts of systemic racial injustice. Black people are. And no one needs to tell you, white guy, that your, your life matters. You are getting reinforced that you are, you know, your life is important in every aspect of your life, whether or not you realize it or not. You've got all these opportunities. You have control over so many things. It it would be absurd for you to think that your life doesn't matter. But there's a whole group of people who are basically told that their lives don't through our words, through our actions, by the inequalities that, that take place that exist in, in our, our, our freaking society and culture over years and years that still remind them. Like I said, sometimes it's more point blank than others. Sometimes it's, it's evilly subtle. But there are still a lot of markers in our world that serve to remind folks that you were once property. I, as a white guy, don't have that. 
that's that's never been a thing and it is a very privileged place to be in and that is why black lives matter is to remind folks that we do matter we count so when you've got someone who comes back from black lives matter with all lives matter there there's one of two things in play one is that they legitimately don't understand what's being said like i said i myself initially fell into that bucket i'm like well yeah black lives matter so do so do you know all lives matter what well, i don't understand and in that case hopefully this was helpful to illustrate why that's not what's being said and what's going on there that it's a different kind of thing than just because black lives matter doesn't imply that other lives don't also matter where we need to put a spotlight on a problem that is implicitly telling folks that black lives don't matter and countering that we don't need that as white folks no one needs to tell us that our lives matter you don't need to say all lives matter for us to understand that our lives matter and for everyone else to understand that our lives matter we say black lives matter because some people don't seem to understand that or have forgotten it and or it's just not as upfront for them that black lives do matter there's a reason why people say it so if you respond with all lives matter you're in that camp where you just don't get it and hopefully you do get it and hopefully if you encounter other folks who don't get it you can help describe the situation to them so that they will get it and then you can stop saying all lives matter because in this context it's redundant and unnecessary and hopefully you you understand that because the other the other instance where you would be saying you know countering black lives matter with all lives matter is if you are a racist asshole who is actually trying to counter black lives matter and weaken the message of black lives matter by expanding it to include everybody because again no one is contesting that all lives matter you don't need to say that unless you're specifically trying to drown out the other message i've always had a pretty low tolerance for that kind of bullshit and it's an all-time low at this stage because there is so much of it around if you'd asked me a decade ago is is america a racist country I, you know, I i don't think i would have said yes i would have said oh yeah there are definitely places there are definitely groups where you know racism is prevalent but you know nationwide i i don't know that that's a thing and again that's just a a big old marker of the privilege that i enjoy as a white dude to have been unfortunately ignorant of the state of things because it didn't didn't impact me nowadays you ask me that question and the answer is an immediate and resounding fuck yeah there's racism there's a ton of racism at the individual level by groups and more and more i'm coming to the reality of the systemic nature of it and i think that a lot of that is coming to light as of late that has been hidden lurking in the darkness obscured by politics or what have you a lot of the systemic aspects of the racism that's that's in our country are now coming to light and god help us we're we're trying to do something about it to course correct for it i mean again racism has been around, has been around for the entirety of our our nation i mean our fucking constitution refers to people as only counting as three-fifths of a person and that's you know that's fucked up when you think about it that you know we started with this shit you can't tell me we don't have systemic racism when it's written into the constitution and took us 
decades or hundreds of years to course correct to get even what sad semblance of equality we have now, let alone how much further we have to go for us to all actually be equal and fair. It seems inherently wrong for me to put normal advertising into a podcast of this nature, so I'm not going to. I'm still going to have this commercial break as a pause between topics, and because that's what I think everyone's gotten used to in podcasts, so there's still going to be an ad here. But rather than try and shill something, instead I'm going to use this this time to encourage you to donate to any number of worthy causes to help fight racism, to, to help support those amongst us who are not yet to the point of being able to enjoy equality. I encourage you to do that. To me, I think that's a better use of this commercial time than trying to get you to buy something else, goods or services-wise. With that, let's get back to the podcast. So we're back from our non-commercial commercial. And the next item I'd like to, to address that, again, I feel like a lot of people get wrong is the concept of defunding the police. And they immediately assume that we're, it's a call to action to go to an, a lawless anarchy where criminals reign supreme and anything goes and everything's just going to, you know, devolve into mayhem and murder, which is not even remotely what's being said there. Defund the police is a statement about just how much funding the police gets and how many how many different kinds of things that the police have to cover that they are not trained for, equipped for, or in a lot of cases, they're not the right direction to point these things. And folks have, over time, the nature of police work has shifted and, and not in a good way. I mean, if you think of the police and you your your mental image goes to Andy Griffith and Barney Fife, you know, that's cute. That's sweet. Oh, that we should be so lucky that that is what the police are or do. There's a sizable amount of our population that when they think of the police, they're picturing the paramilitary armed to the teeth, forceful of aggressive, racist sons of bitches that have drawn the ire of folks as of late, and rightfully so. We have slowly turned our police force into an, a military force, and that's fucked up and is a problem and needs to stop. Defunding the police is not, oh, hey, let's, let's not try and uphold the laws. It's maybe cops don't need to have four different weapons on them at all times. And maybe if you have cops who are armed with multiple different weapons at all times, maybe their first reaction to a lot of things is going to be with violence. And that's not how that should go. And it's ridiculous for us to spend the vast quantities of, of our money to perpetuate that system. And defunding the police is a way for us to try and strike a better balance. And so much of that money that goes to the police is to, I guess, guns, ammo, armor, armored cars, stuff of that. Like, I guess that stuff's expensive. And, you know, maybe we don't need to spend our money on that. You look at what's been happening lately. Folks are protesting, and for good reason, because shit is fucked up. Shit is wrong. There is not justice. People are getting killed. Black people are getting killed 
for no good reason. If you've got your suspect on the ground, face down, handcuffed, there's no reason for you to have your fucking knee on his neck. And if the person is saying they can't breathe, you, you, there's no reason for you to continue to have your fucking knee on his neck. And you can't possibly tell me that, oh, if that guy was white, that that would still be the situation. You can't. And people are rightly pissed about it and trying to make their voices heard and protesting. And that your immediate reaction to that is to roll out the troops in armor with shields, with weapons, as your immediate reaction to that highlights what the fuck is wrong. Like, this isn't a, this isn't a war. Like, the cops are, are, are meant to protect and serve, not suppress. And yet that's what we're seeing time and time again. Folks showing up, they're just chanting, just talking, just holding signs, voicing their opinions. And next thing you know, the cops are pepper spraying the shit out of everyone. And for what, what purpose? So they can, you know, wave their dicks around and, and show that they're, you know, in charge and in power. Well, fuck you. You know the saying... When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like, like a nail. I don't know that I've got that verbatim, but, you know, the idea is, is if, you know, you're trying to do a thing and the only tool that you have is a hammer. All a hammer's good for is driving nails or removing nails, I guess. But you're limited in what that is. And there are a lot of jobs that don't require a hammer, that require a screwdriver or duct tape or, or glue or any number of other tools that, are, that will help you achieve the goal that you're shooting for. And if all you have is a hammer, everything, all you can do with that is hammer nails. I mean, I guess, you know, if you want to expand that, you can do other things with a hammer. If you don't have a crowbar, you can smash the fuck out of something with a hammer. It's not going to do you much good against screws, unless you're going to try and yank them out like nails, which is going to do more harm than good. If you need to put two things together... You can try and nail them together, which might work just fine with wood, but try that shit with porcelain, and you're going to have a rough time. You're going to wreck shit. You try that shit with steel, and it's just flat out not going to work. If all you have is a hammer, all you can do is nail. That's just how that works. And to relate that to the current topic is we have gotten ourselves in a position where the cops are running around with all sorts of gear on their belts. But at the end of the day, they're all hammers. They've got a pistol. A pistol's good for shooting things. End of list. They, they, you know, oh, they've got a taser or a stun gun. It's a different hammer. It's, you know, a ball peen as opposed to a, a carpenter's hammer. You've got folks, you know, oh, they've got, they're, they're shooting, you know, rubber bullets. Okay, that's a sledgehammer. You know, okay, we've got pepper spray. They're all weapons. And that's the problem. You, you, you give someone a weapon and... They are now a soldier, and our streets don't need soldiers. We need people to uphold the law, and we need those folks to be equipped not with hammers, not 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 with weapons. They need to be equipped with knowledge, and be empowered with the capacity to affect change through that knowledge. If all we give them are weapons, that's the tool we've given them to solve the problems, and they're going to get violent. Something happens, their go-to reaction is go for the gun, go for the stun gun, go for the whatever. There are too many precincts and districts and so forth that do not train for any sort of restraint 
or de-escalation or let's see if we can't solve this peacefully. The mentality is, by and large, you are the law. You are in charge. You must maintain control. If anybody does anything to make it look like that you are not going to be in control, that you're going to lose control, goddammit, you take control right then and there. And whipping out a, a pistol is going to put you in control in a whole lot of situations, even if it is extremely overkill for that situation. And the more often you pull that pistol, the more likely something is to go wrong. Partially by accident, but partially because you are, you feel stressed and you've been empowered with a thing that can kill people. And in, the, in that moment of adrenaline and fear and whatever, you're way more likely to try and, quote, solve that problem by pulling that trigger than by not. Which, again, ties back to the systemic bullshit racism that we have today. Because, again, if I get pulled over right now, there's no reason anybody should be afraid of me. There's no reason they should need, they should pull a gun on me. I, you know, they, lights go on, I pull over, I kill the engine, I roll down the window, you know, What's the problem, officer, etc. That should be a pretty standard conversation. You know, oh, you were speeding, or oh, you, you know, went left to center, or whatever. We have that conversation. He writes me the ticket. We both go on our merry way. We both still have a pulse. That is not the story for a frightening number of my fellow humans. They get pulled over. They are profiled as, oh, this person has dark skin, therefore the, the odds are greater that they're a criminal, and I'm going to treat them like a criminal. They make the slightest wrong move, and that cop is now, ooh, this is, this is risky territory, and the gun comes out. And now that they're in that, I mean, they've already made a decision that this could go poorly, and I am going to do everything to prepare myself in case it does. You've already put yourself in a hostile mindset. You've already set the situation up for some level of failure. And then you have that interaction at the window with the person, and it goes sideways or something gets misconstrued, or you, you, you thought he was doing something shady when really he's just going for his freaking ID, and now that person is dead because you've approached the situation as a soldier, that that person is an enemy, and not that you are part of this, this society, you are part of this, this community working together with someone to, you know, solve a problem. And this is a problem that is, oh, you ran a red light, or oh, you were going, you know, a few miles too fast. That should not be a death sentence. And far too often, it is a death sentence, and is a death sentence for a particular group of people. And you can't tell me that that's not based in some sort of racism. You have no valid arguments to, to bring to me on that. I'm a 45-year-old white dude. If I'm this pissed off and, and, and frustrated, I can't imagine what it feels like to have felt this way my whole life. And that is the situation that we're in. Recent situations have brought this to the forefront, and we are thinking about this a lot more than we, we had previously, which is a good thing. The fact that we have been able to get away without thinking of this stuff for so long is part of the problem and why things haven't changed. These kinds of conversations are not comfortable conversations to be had because it requires that we acknowledge that we've fucked up as a society, that we've fucked up as, let's face it, the white people in charge for so long, and that we've been just okay with leaving things as they are. We know in the back of our head that shit's not right, that shit's not, not just or equal, but 
we're going to let it slide. It's not, it's not really causing a major problem for me, so we'll, 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 we'll let it go. They'll figure it out. Other, other people, smarter people than me, will take care of this. Well, no, they won't, because they all feel the same way that you do. Eh, it'll take care of itself. Eh, somebody else will do something with it, and nothing's going to fucking happen. So we need to have the uncomfortable conversations and come to the realization that we've fucked up, that we've let shit slide that we've not taken action to help make things better. And that even though this may not directly impact me or improve my life, I need to not be a selfish piece of shit and I need to consider other people and what they're going through and work to make their lives better. And that's not a fun or comfortable thing to do, but that's what's necessary. And we need to suck it up and do that. And it is just about the least we can do. I know that I come from a place of privilege and you can, you can, you can try and spout arguments that, oh, it's all relative on a certain degree. You're not wrong. Yes. Just because you apply the word privilege does not mean that you were born to a rich family in the best neighborhood, got the best schools, etc. I mean, certainly that is a definition of privilege. And typically from my mind, what immediately springs to mind when you say privilege you say someone is privileged and I, I assume rich folk, but, and to that effect, you know, I, there've been points in my life where I've looked at folks and go, yeah, I'm not privileged. I grew up poor as shit. We didn't, you know, I didn't have, you know, money or opportunities or, you know, the ability to do this or that or the other thing because of how I was born, my position in life. And that's not untrue, but if we're going to play the relativity game here, even so, I still lived a life of privilege because no one took one look at me in the color of my skin and inherently set me up for failure or judged me or kept me from doing anything didn't want to do. Like, uh, doors were not slammed in my face. Opportunities were not stripped from me because I was a poor white kid. That is not true for a lot of our fellow humans. And so I do come from a place of privilege by simple factor of birth and the color of my skin, it absolutely does not make me better by a long shot. But there are people, there are institutions, there are aspects of society that somehow seem to think that I am better because of that. And that's bullshit. And that needs to be acknowledged. And that needs to be corrected. Because we're all humans. We're all people. We all make good and bad choices. None of us are bad. None of us are evil any more than any of us are, are good or inherently more righteous than the others. But to take someone and make them automatically lesser than, automatically with less opportunity, less anything, is something that we need to change. And the only way that change is going to happen is if we acknowledge that change needs to take place and we all work towards making that change take place. We've had hundreds of years of history in the United States of white folks being in charge of everything and making the laws. And we've made some changes, some improvements on that front, but they're incredibly minor compared to the amount of effort that we have left in front of us to do. I mean, ultimately, I don't know the answer. I'm not going to pretend that I've got a magic answer that, oh, if we do A, B, and C, everything's going to be just fine. Things have been fucked up, and 
it's not been a level playing field. It was inherently unlevel when we started. And we've spent so much of our history not even trying to make it right. And there have been points in our history where we've tried to course correct, but not nearly enough. But I do know that the basic building block of affecting change is just don't be a fucking racist. And don't put up with fucking racism. Those are good pieces of advice for everybody. But I'll just go ahead and, and say, this is targeted to you white folk. Don't be racists. It's, it's, the, it's the easiest thing to do, is to look at your other humans and say, yep, that's a human. They might look a little different to me, but they're still every bit as worthy as, as a human, as any other human. It doesn't matter what your skin is like, what your hair is like, where, what country you come from, what your culture is. We're all people. Look at that person that you're, you have that urge to be racist towards and just put yourself in their fucking shoes. And if what you're saying or doing or, or having to do with them is something that you're perfectly okay with somebody applying to you, then cool. But if you're treating them the way you're treating them, and you're calling them names and you're, you know, disparaging their ancestry or being violent to them or hateful or whatever, and someone were doing that to you and you'd have a problem with it, well, then you are the problem and you need to not do that. It's, it's super easy. I'm not a racist. You can't tell me that for folks that are like, oh, well, you know, some people are racist because that's where they, that's where they grew up. That, those are their influences. That's, you know, what that, that's, that's what they know. No one's born a racist. You can be around all that nonsense, and you can you can be ignorant. And let me be clear, racism is ignorance. But I find it hard to believe that anyone lives in such a bubble that is so entrenched with racism that they've never had any opportunity to see any other way or to think for themselves, to consider other options or alternatives. If you are, if you're racist, you... You're racist by choice. I firmly believe that to be the case. If you're going to look at another human and, and just inherently feel that they're less lesser, there's something wrong with you. And you've made a choice to look at those people in that way. And you just need to stop that. And by extension, if you aren't racist or don't consider yourself racist and you're around someone who is, yeah, it's your job to smarten them up, to knock that shit out. Because if you know, you're hanging out with the boys and they're just cranking out the slurs and talking some racist bullshit, you've got two choices. You can, you can be quiet, in which case you are silently telling them that what they're doing is okay and that you agree. Or you can open your mouth and say something and let them know that what they're saying and doing is fucked up and wrong. There are likely two outcomes from that. One, they don't want to hear it, and they don't. you lose those friends, in which case, did you really want or need those kind of people in your life? Or maybe they'll actually be receptive to, oh, shit, I didn't think about that, or I didn't realize that that was problematic. And you can have an intelligent conversation, and maybe then they'll understand that they are part of the problem and that they can correct it. And then it will spread that, hey, this is fucked up and wrong, and we should all stop it, and eventually we'll be done with this racist nonsense. But silence on this, silence isn't inaction. Silence is quiet encouragement that, yep, what you're doing is, is, is okay. Because here's the thing. Whether or not you're a teacher or a parent or an instructor of some sort, we all teach the people around us how to act. That's how society operates. 
Let me put it this way. Around our house, we have we have a rule that we like to put in play that boils down to you have to do your have-tos before your want-tos, meaning you have to do your homework before you can watch TV. You have to eat your dinner before you can have your dessert. There are things that need to happen, and those should take priority over what you'd like to happen. How in the heck does that relate to what I'm talking about here? Well, we have that rule, and they know that rule, and we enforce that rule. And as long as we do that, eventually they will they will come to understand that you know it's important to do the things you have to do before the things you want to do, so that everything meshes along. Its correlation is don't be racist, don't hate people for no good reason. Just don't hate people, I guess you know, but don't don't be racist. And if I'm not racist, and you're not being racist, then there's nothing really to say. But if you're being racist and I call you out on your racism and you go to course correct and you stop being racist, we all win. Much in the same way that if you know you, you are watching TV before you do your homework and I say, hey, you need to do your homework first and you stop watching TV and you do your homework, things are, again, in a good place. Yes, it's unfortunate that you didn't do your homework. And yes, it sucks that at some point somebody was a racist, but if we can stop it from perpetuating, you know, none of us have time machines. We can't go back, but we can keep keep ourselves from making the same mistakes. But if the rule is you have to do your homework before you watch TV, and I walk into the room and one of the kids is watching TV and I know that their homework's not done, and I don't say anything, even though I've not said any words out of my mouth, that person is, is being taught that, you know what, it's okay if I watch TV before I do my homework. If someone is making racist jokes, comments, whatever, and you don't call them out, you are telling them, I'm okay with what it is that you're doing. And that's a problem. Because for far too long, we've all been quiet. And we've all let them say their bullshit and not called them out on it. And we have effectively told them, you know what? What you're doing is okay. I'm okay with it. As long as you don't bring me into it, as long as you don't you know, make it too severe, that I have to say something, we're going to let this slide. And that's not acceptable because the impacts here aren't, oh, you didn't get your homework done. The impacts here aren't, oh, you, you, you got a poor score on a quiz. The impacts here are people dying and we can't let that continue. It's, 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 it's no longer acceptable to hold the minimum standard of not being racist and say, well, I'm not a racist. That's fine. That's good. That's an excellent starting point. But tolerating racism is perpetuating racism. And we need to stop that shit. And it's your job to stop that shit. And I guess ultimately that is why I'm saying what I'm saying right now. Because the status quo isn't working and action needs to be taken by all parties. Those that are fighting for equality because they've got the raw end of the deal need to be joined by those who are fighting for equality who are in positions to make changes to balance things out. And that's what I'll leave you with. Thank you all for listening. If you found this to be helpful, I'm glad. If you think that this might be helpful for someone else, feel free to share. Or whatever it is that you can do to help the cause of let's all just treat each other decently and equally and stop this madness that has gone on for too long. Because all lives do matter, and particularly black lives matter, because far too many people nowadays seem to think that they don't. So do what you can, wherever you can. Thank you for listening. Until next time, 
I hope you all can help make a change. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.